We're back. We are here. Welcome back to Cheeky Love Podcast. Hello to La Cheeky Familia. Yes, Penny Pop and Dolly Diva are back. We're in the house, in the dining nook. I think the first drink I had is just starting to kick in. Alrighty, so I'm gonna take over, y'all. It's gonna get messy. Yeah. Um, it is Sunday, April 17th. It's Easter Sunday, guys. Happy Easter. Yes. Hopefully you got all the cream eggs and all those things in. But if you didn't, tomorrow there will be a sale at Shoppers that Oof. you will get too. So you'll be all right. Pick up your meds, pick up some chocolate. Everyone will be fine. Chocolate, you know? I mean, we talked about this. We talked about what are Hallmark holidays that always right. have chocolate, and it was yeah. Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Halloween. You yeah. don't really see anything for Thanksgiving chocolate esque. You know, I don't see chocolate turkeys or anything like that. I'm sure they're out there, but you know what? Like honestly, like there must be like the shadowy chocolate lobbyists that are like pulling the strings. And just making sure there's like chocolate associated. Listen, chocolate's getting more expensive, so let's not fuck around. Cocoa yeah. is gonna get. You know. That's very true, actually. And uh, I mean, I think they're also looking into. I mean, everybody. Actually, here's an interesting, like, total side note thing: GMOs. Mm. So, I'm sure they're working on genetically modified cocoa. I'm sure it's already there, and we like literally ate it yesterday. Mm-hmm. But like. There's kind of two sides to that argument. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the, look, no offense, the, like, super organic, like, hippie people who are like, oh, GMOs, like, they're the devil. Like, I don't let my baby eat GMOs, yada, yada, yada. And then there's the people that are like, oh, no, 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 we need GMOs to, like, solve world hunger, you idiot. Mm -hmm. You know? How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I don't really like. So I don't... now, what GMOs are like just for poor, hungry, like starving people? Well, that's not right. Well, I mean, it's no different than having food deserts and having specific places not have access to healthy, fresh food. And if they do, it's a crazy absorbent amount. So, I think that with the GMO situation, I don't think genetically modifying food is smart because now we're playing with nature. And I mean, man has already played with nature enough and got us here. So let's not really fuck around and play ourselves now internally. But. I do think that when it comes to GMOs and, you know, trying to basically recreate foods that are now going to basically be extinct and may, I might end up well, going back in time to a luxury where certain things that aren't <clears throat> produced as often or as much anymore because of climate change yeah. are now be, going to become a luxury where if you want real chocolate or yeah. real avocados or real whatever or real, you know, whatever type of food, it's all going to suddenly become, okay, you can either have a genetically modified version for a lesser price that has some filler shit in it, yeah. or you can have the actual real organic version. And that's where, again, the organic divide is yeah. also in that as well, mm-hmm. because organic food is always just like two times more expensive. But a lot of the people who do question like everyday people, they're going to look and say, okay, I can pay $4 for this, or I can pay two ninety nine for this. Yeah. And like, how can you confirm to me in the store that this is organic and what makes that organic? And like stamping certified organic on your business doesn't necessarily mean you're fully hundred percent organic. And people do slip and slide and slide. I mean, there's, there's always loopholes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I do think in a lot of like there, I think there's there we're entering a time in society where, Lack of trust is going to take over. Well, really hard. oh no! I mean, there's a there there is a shortage. There are a lot of shortages. One thing that we're short on is trust. But also, I think we're entering a bit of a stage in society where we need to sort of almost take another look at things that 
are for a lack of a better term like necessary evils mm-hmm. or maybe like that's that's one perspective that i'm not going to speak on everyone's perspective but like nuclear power so that might actually be the key for us to get off of fossil fuel so some people might need to treat that like a necessary evil mm-hmm. gmo uh crops you know because we are in an age of shortages a little and look we are barely getting touched by that like but people uh that were already in food insecurity and surviving off of less than the recommended number of calories a day they will be getting many people believe they will be getting hit by food shortages that are a result of you know uh the the war between russia and ukraine and stuff like that and so the necessary evil to mitigate, you know, pain and suffering could be GMO foods, uh. you know, um, and that, that again, that might just be a bit of a, a necessary evil. But I mean, you know, ah, oh God, I don't know. There's just too many opinions out there. Anyways, we trailed off, y'all. There's was, your, there's your economist for the first yeah. bit of the podcast. You'll get another bit when you know Mark has been, finishes his drink. Yeah, I've been Mark, the armchair economist. Uh, but yes, this is Cheeky Love Podcast. Yes. Um, we we're in love with each other still. Currently. Yeah. yeah currently. Still in love. Still in love. Still engaged. Yeah. This is our monthly couples episode. Yeah. Monthly check-in where we tell you guys our business. Not yeah. all our business. I mean, I mean, to be completely fair, right. I can't remember a month's worth of business. True. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, no. This is our solo episode. The couple episode was the last one we did two weeks ago on Georgina's birthday. If you did not listen, please go back and listen to episode 68. Beth and Drew. Drew and Beth. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was my birthday. So, I mean, if you feel bad and you didn't really remember or, you know, it kind of came and went, you know, there's nothing like, you know, an e-transfer to say, I'm sorry. And the best birthday <laughs> present for Georgina is to rate, review, and subscribe to Cheeky Love Podcast. Send us an email. Give us something to talk about. Vent complain or or praise or ask for the armchair economist yeah absolutely ask me for my undereducated overconfident opinion or if you feel like you know you're having a couple spat over penny papa your penny papa and your dollar diva you know send us your budgeting arguments (laughs) um and we will like we will duke it out yeah well we'll get sponsored by td banks um anyways uh, let's go ahead and check in. I'll start because I feel like my, yeah, I'm going to start. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Chomping at the bit this one. No, no, no. I just, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little chatty. It's maybe not one o'clock. Oh, it's one o'clock and I've already made a drink. So we're all right. You know, that's why. Sunday. Just a Sunday it's afternoon Sunday. beverage. I'm having an Easter egg in a glass with a shot. Espresso really? martini. Basically. Oh my God. Am I going to have to invent a cream egg martini? Bitch. Gross. Bitch. I'm gonna... Okay. Yeah, when you're away, God, I'm going to fucking just, play, man. That's just basically <laughs> you dumping sugar in a martini. Listen, you don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm about to wreck your world. Anyway, so made some progress with the wedding. It's great. It's good. I don't want to be one of those brides who talks nothing about, like, about nothing else but their wedding because our wedding is smaller and it's not a crazy big event. And I'm really excited for it and I'm really happy about the way things are going. I yep. feel like we've gotten a lot of things done. You totally. got your suit. I found my dress. Um She said yes to the dress. I got my dress last weekend or sorry, I ordered my dress. Um I 
the place I went to was really great, the Bridal Gallery in New West. I think they had a really a lot of great options for all different body types, all different styles. You know, if you're someone who loves bejeweled and you know all the shit, and you want to look like a fucking disco ball, they got it. If you want to be more demure, demure. 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 If you want to be more kind of laid back and classical, they got that too. If you want to be regal and be like, I want to train so long, I'm going to have to hire people to carry my bitch. Then yes. that's that's what it is. Um, they definitely have a lot of great variety. So that was a great experience. And, you know, I think also the closer we get to our date, which is going to be in about four and a half months, the more I start to realize that we just don't have that much time for things. So the dress that day when I went with my mom and my girlfriends and your sister as well, I was like, hell or high water by 2.30 this afternoon, I'm getting a goddamn dress. I don't mm. give a fuck. Like, I, like, I'm very, like, and I mean, the one thing that, and you know what? Warning for the ladies out here, when you're going on trying on dresses, don't get punked by these women out here trying to tell you you look good in everything. So one thing I will say is it's their job to fucking juju fufu, make you fucking just like feel like a princess. And the thing is, depending on the person, if they really know your vibe and your aesthetic and your energy, you're not even a princess type. You're not the type to be mm-hmm. like, I need you to fawn over me and yeah. like make me feel like, oh, do you feel like a bride? It's like, I don't know. Like, what did brides feel like back then? Did they like, like, I'm just kind of like, what is like, what is it supposed to feel like to feel like a bride? Is it supposed to feel like exciting and whatnot? Or is it supposed to, you know, I don't know. That's a really open loaded question to me. I don't know. True. Why. Um, but one thing I will say is that it's really good if you go in kind of knowing what you like and what looks good on your body and kind of what suits you. Like I already told her, she's like, Oh, sleeves. I'm like, don't you ever fucking put a sleeve on me. Okay. You want me to, sh- do you really want me to show people how I have whale arms? In my wedding photos? Are you dumb? Like, I'm not petite and, like, in the body type of that, like, if you were to put a bunch of lace on my arms, it would look nice. Like, uh-huh. I got, I, I have a little jiggle. So, right. it's just more about finding what works for you. And I definitely feel like I had a really great experience. She definitely gave me a different couple options. Um, my dress does not have pockets. That is something that I'm not, like. Most wedding dresses do not. No, you're wrong. Depending okay. on the type of dress, if it's tulle, it will not because of the tulle being so thin and fine. What does but tulle mean? Tulle is a type of material. Ugh, forget it. Um, but depending on the dress style, it can, you know, if it has enough folds in it to hide the pockets, it'll have mm. pockets. Um, I wish my dress had pockets because in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'd hide a joint in my pocket on my wedding day. Yeah, I probably would. Word. But um, I, I really love my dress. I'm happy with it. I'm glad that's done. We met with our photographer yesterday. She was great. Karen. Um, she, um, she definitely has like a really, like, I feel like she's on the up. So I want to catch her on the up. You know, she's a younger photographer. She's not as seasoned as some people want. Like a lot of people for their wedding, I feel want like, I want fucking the Marshall Yay fucking doing my shit. And it's like, sweetheart, you're not getting like Vogue-esque photographer to shoot your wedding. Cause it's not like, like, first of all, you ain't got Vogue-esque money. Like that's fucking nuts. But also like, Photography is one of those things where you just kind of, if you have a really general sense of what you want, you can really like get a person to be like, I need one person to just like be taking pictures the whole time. Like I don't need a team of people. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like, I think, yeah, I think there's there's a way of striking a good balance where having one photographer mm-hmm. is going to get us what we want. We have a small wedding, so we don't need more than one person anyway. It's not like a 150, 200 people wedding where you no. get shots of everybody and all that. Like, I mean, having having separate 
ceremony and reception venues throws in a little bit more kind of mm. logistical yeah. decision making. Yeah. But but that's also too done, you know, book your shit, have it timed out properly, yeah. you'll be fine. Anyways, um that was going going well. So we got a lot of wedding stuff done. So that's great. Um I was actually listening to a podcast about I think it's a show called Severed. Um, ben Stiller created it, and I think it's on Apple TV. And it's basically about if you were given an opportunity to have a job where they said that they could sever you for eight hours, where basically you show up to work, you have no recollection, no memory. Like, it's like they basically own your brain. They mm. take it out of you, and mm. they're like, you work for us for eight hours. Then you come to, you still get paid. You still get, you know, your apartment, your house, whatever paid for. You still have your life. But for eight hours a day, like, you're just, like, completely taken out of you. Like, yeah. you no idea what you're like doing. you were asleep basically um and thinking about that podcast and i was thinking about my own job i was like would i want to be like kind of severed in that way of like severed your home and work life and like you can't even talk about your work life because you don't know what you, you do for know. work right like you don't even know how like you could wake up in the morning and have like a black eye or like cuts on your arm but like you don't know what you do for work but like it doesn't even Sometimes matter it's almost like you're up. a bot yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was like, what do I want to do that for the line of work that I do? And I was like, now like if there was make, a 50, like you make the same money. I mean, if you make this if you make good money and it works out and the company's not like crazy, but that's the thing, you wouldn't know if the company's crazy or not, because that's not no. even up to no, you no, no, to no, find no, no, out. No. Like you're almost you're almost paid to not know. Yeah, like you're so paid to just be like a body. If I would I would maybe say yes if it like and like look, this probably makes me sound terrible, but um, I think in a lot of ways, actually, you know what, that is incredibly, that concept, now that I'm thinking about it, is is interesting because it makes me think of when I when I started out in catering and um, I was working for like three, four companies at the same time. Um, ooh, I'm getting a phone call. What do we do? Well, you just broke up the podcast, so we'll be right back with Mark's story, guys. Okay. Nom, nom. Okay, sorry. We were interrupted by the Easter Bunny. We do have mm. Easter chocolate now, and definite huge mm -hmm. um, cheeky love shout out to my godparents, Cliff and Jan. Yeah, great people. Dropped off chocolate. So sweet. That's so sweet of them. Someday, someday, I really do want to get them on the podcast. Yes, and also chocolate and vodka martini. Sorry, chocolate and espresso martinis. Very good. Good combo. Good combo. Anyways. So so what I was like, what I was just trying to say, and I don't want to take too much time is like back when I was doing, I guess it, it almost comes back to gig work for me, mm -hmm. um, how I was working for a bunch of different catering companies. Um, and, and then sometimes, you know, I just, my decision for who I was working for was who's yeah. paying me more. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it kind of, it just made me feel, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm eating chocolate and trying to speak. <laughs> Um, in a way, like it almost made me think like, like we, we like we're mercenaries, you mm -hmm. know, in, in a sense, right? Like we're, we're hired guns. We go where the money is. Mm -hmm. And so is like, is almost that severed show almost trying to capture that, that we're selling our time. Like we're selling chunks of our lives. Are we selling chunks of ourselves? Um, oh, and and the thing is, look, so in this severed show, if it turns out that they're like government assassins, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why they make 300 grand a year working eight hours a day and they don't know what they do. 
Is that wrong? Well, I think it just, you know what? I think I the mean, point, it's wrong to I murder mean, people. We can go into the show, and I mean, we haven't watched the show ourselves. Yeah, so, so what we'll have to conjecture. do is we'll just have to kind of go into the show and maybe watch it for ourselves. Apparently, it's very good, so I'm really wanting to watch it, so I might have to get Apple Tea up in this bitch. But, um, Apple TV. Apple TV, not Apple Tea. But I'll have Apple Tea, too. I like apples. Apple TV, Apple Teenies, yeah, whatever. I mean, everything. Everything Apples. Um, but I do, I was thinking about it as I was listening to that podcast, The Friend Zone, by the way. Very great. You know, shout out to Fran and, you know, Sante and uh, Dustin. Very good. Um, but the one thing I was thinking about, it, I was like, would I want to get severed from my job? Like, would I want to clock out mentally for my job for eight hours and not be basically like coherent or understanding of what's going on around me? Because I'm like my, like, I'm basically like shut the fuck off. Mm. And I thought about it and what up for what I do. I don't think so. But then I also think for a lot of people having that option would be good. And I think that's also a mental cry of like, how yeah. much of your work are you letting eat away at your personal life, your personal yeah. time and your personal energy? And how much of that is actually a value that you can't put a dollar amount on because you're never going to get that back because that is your own, that is your own, um, that is your own responsibility of understanding when am I going to turn this off? Mm. So that's where, again, it's not like eight to five on and off. It's more like you have to do the work of figuring out like what works for you. But anyways, that kind of clicked into my mind when I was listening to my podcast on the way home. And then another check-in. This is a long one. Well, not really. Kind of. Not really. Well, we took the egg break. So yeah. everything's out the window. I know. Um, single female alone with her thoughts. Now that you have gone to Lytton. <laughs> uh, You're not single. I mean, basically I am. Whoa, whoa, Monday whoa, whoa, whoa. to Friday. Now, just hold on a minute. Did you did you show me the thing? Again, I'm talking with an Easter egg in my mouth. <laughs> how they they remade single white female, single black female. Yes. We need to watch that. Yes, we do. Um, but, you know, you being away has kind of made me really for sure realize, like, and again, like, because I haven't lived alone myself ever before, that is a That big... is a bit of a gift. You're getting a, you're getting a taste of the single life because mm -hmm. I, I told you, I've told you multiple times, you went from living with your mom to living with your man and you never had the alone time mm -hmm. of having your own apartment. Like, everybody deserves that in their life but if, if you're privileged enough. Exactly. But that's also to, like, being at home now, like, I'll realize I'll come home and I'll just putter around because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself. And that's why I realized, like, having that sense of structure and, like, things to do and, like, things that I want to do after work. Like, okay, I'm going to come home and I'm going to do, like, whatever exercise and I might go for a walk or do whatever, like. I feel like that's where I need to like fill my time because I realize that like actually as much as like me and you will be here at home and you'll be like, yo, it's 1030. Let's go to bed. And I'll be like, nah, bitch, I'm awake. 1030? Fuck that. See? So you're very like, yo, let's go to bed at a reasonable time to get a good amount of rest and blah, 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 blah. But it's funny enough when you're not here, like I'll just slowly kind of wind down like myself. So it's almost mm -hmm. like when you're here, you wind me up. And then when I'm, <laughs> when you're not here, I wind down. Cause then I'll be in bed at nine 15, just like clonked out by nine 30. No problem. But when you're not here, it's like, yo, like I'm not tired. Like I'm stimulated. Look what you've done. So I think it's just really interesting of you not being here for the first little bit, but I think during the week it's it's okay because it's you know I'm going to work. It's not like I'm here by myself all day long. Like yeah. I think that would really make a big difference. Well, that would be like being single during lockdown. Yeah, and I think also like you know if we you know if we had children and it was like I'm just here by myself with the kids all the time, it'd be like yo. Yeah. But I think it's something to get used to, and I think that 
it's a good opportunity for you and I see how much you like it. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't really feel any, like, I don't feel like I've had any feelings of like, oh, oh I'm super, super shy. Um, but I definitely have moments of like, oh, like I miss you. And like, of course I miss you. I'm just like having you around and you know, but oh yeah, I also just like, I like the fact that I know that I'm like, okay, like if I, you're enjoying it and learning a lot and getting a lot of experience and meeting people in an industry that is going to be something you're going to be in for a while and kind of building those bonds. Like, I feel like that almost makes me kind of like, shut the fuck up. Well, like, I mean, you know, it, 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 at least there's the, ju- the juice is worth the squeeze. Hopefully. And that's hopefully. where like, and so far so good. It does seem like the juice is worth the squeeze. So that's why. You know, even when you're gone, I'm kind of like, yeah, like, I'll go for a walk or, like, I'll... I definitely, like, the apartment's always clean because I'm just, like, it's just me in here. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, And then, you know, I just kind of am like, oh, like, this is interesting being, like, alone in my apartment, in our apartment. But, you know, I don't mind it. I think it's, I think it's good. And I think this is kind of almost a weird kind of flip from the pandemic because maybe two years ago at this time we were glued like fucking chopsticks together where it was like a year ago a year where it's like you couldn't go outside you couldn't do things so it's like you literally if you had a partner or you're living with somebody you're just in the bitch with that person whereas now it's like you get to fully like spread out and like do your own thing and like work away and then i'm doing my own thing and i think that's also where i feel if I want to do something and you're not here, I don't feel as guilty about it because mm. I also don't feel like, oh, fuck, instead of me just driving around and like kind of just like listening to podcasts or like, you know, going for walks and just being by myself, which I'm very comfortable with. I'm not feeling guilty. Like, fuck, I should be with you or I should be like, yeah. we should be together or like yeah. we should be, you know, because it's just like you're not here. True. So it's almost like I get that kind of independentness out of the way for the week. So then when you come mm-hmm. back, it's just like, okay, yeah, like we're going to be together doing stuff for the short amount of time you're back. But it's like, it doesn't feel, you know. Yeah. But I mean, also like even, I don't think it's been like, we haven't been glued to each other this weekend. We spent, Mm-mm. okay, the foil noise on the microphone is going to be a nightmare. But I also you know, recognize also I did too. it too. So that is a self slap. There you go. Um, uh, where was I going with this? No, no, like we, we've still done some stuff separately like this weekend, but then there's also the very conscious, deliberate periods of time where we are like, uh, just a hundred percent, just like basically latched on to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been nice. No, for sure. And I think that's where, again, like, it's a really fine balance because depending on the person and the relationship, which we'll probably talk about later um, as well, but I think depending on the person and the relationship, you kind of start to see, like, if you're two people that are very comfortable being by themselves independently, but know that they have another person, it's a kind of different scenario than somebody who's super clingy and, like, really, like, has insecurities about, like, what you're doing, who you with, where you be outside of their visual, you know, capacity. So it's like, you have these instances of men and women and people where it's just like all of a sudden they, they need to know what their partner's doing all the fucking time. And it's yeah. like, where is that coming from? Like, I'm like, I'm definitely like, I, I'm like, I'm, I think I recognize I'm not far from that. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm less, I think you're, you're more, you're more comfortable with solitude than me. Like mm. I definitely like, don't get me wrong. Like there, there, are, there are times where I, I like to be alone. Um, but I think I'm definitely, I'm more, my nature is more the anxious attachment style. And I just, 
do uh or i i mean i guess i'm i'm aware of that and so i but don't you think your nature is going to change though with different experiences sure yes but but i mean like i consciously sort of learn how to work with that so i don't like overwhelm you and smother you right most of the time still happens here and there here and there but not it's not enough to be like it's not insane it's not insane but i think that with your work situation now, like a lot of people are like, oh, the heart makes, you know, absence make the heart grow fonder. And I'm just kind of like, we still talk all the time. Like yeah. I still miss him, but it's just yeah. also too like, there were instances where we're on the phone and nobody's saying anything and we're just on the phone. And it's just yeah. like, you know, like it's just that comforting, just like you're just there. And it's so, I think that it has been a little bit, it's been challenging at sometimes, but I think also too, it's been really just like, this seems okay. And also knowing that like, this isn't a forever thing. Mm-hmm. You're not across the fucking world. Yeah. Like if something fucking were to happen, I could drive there. Yeah. Or I could drive home. Exactly. So I think that that really like makes a difference, but I think also too, we're just very comfortable and confident with our relationship. So good on us. Currently. Cheers. Oh, currently. Wow. No, no, I'm just saying, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think it's, it, I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't just, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, 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 you know, you can't just proclaim one thing and no. it's going to be that way forever. So I'm I, proclaiming I, it for the time being right now. Indeed. Currently. And, you know, and we're leaving the, you know, capacity option, op, yeah. you know, capacity for like, for life to change, um, for the better. Oh, see, I told Jan and Cliff, like, don't give us too many eggs because, you know, all of our clothes are too tight these days. But now I just wish I could, like, just binge out on chocolate. That's okay. Um, that's okay. I'm almost done my Easter chocolate. I feel like that was, like, a good... That was, like, ten. Ten, yeah. yeah. Like a solid ten. Yeah. The problem is they brought they brought chocolates for the other family members who couldn't right. make it. And so, we're, we're, we're inner heifers. There are chocolates for Georgina's mom and brother, and we may eat them and then replace their chocolate with, like, cheaper discount chocolate. Oh. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, go ahead. What you um, got? My check-in. So, yeah. I mean, we're sort of, like, part-time long distance right now because mm-hmm. two days a week we're together. Five days a week I'm working out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your point about it being more worth it, like... I am enjoying God, I gotta stop eating the chocolate on the podcast. Um Oh, it's so good. I love sugar. Um it is worth it for a few different reasons that you've essentially covered well enough. Yeah. Um, it's amazing work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, much more money. Yeah. And it's a good way to get into a different industry too, as well. Yeah. Um, construction has so many different like branches a lot of, of avenues yeah different avenues so it's a and, good way um, for you to kind of see a different avenue as well yeah i'm working with with a really great company that is that i'm like a subcontractor for right now mm-hmm. and then also i am just like having a good time yeah like, that's the weird thing like i've like you i enjoy your crew yeah i haven't enjoyed myself at work this much i think since i mean definitely since before the pandemic yeah since maybe catering um, if not, if if not, I mean, even beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and also just the geographical area I'm in is really cool. Like I'm I'm walking outside. Like you know, it's so like uh, it's so funny because like if we wanted to go for the like if 
if we wanted to see the kind of natural beauty that I see at work mm-hmm. after just like kind of clocking off and then just like going, like I can, it takes me like five minutes to kind of get to so like a beautiful area where I can just go for a walk for an hour, hour and a half after dinner. And it's like really dope. And, you know, it's like a five minute walk from where I'm staying in Lytton. But like here, we'd have to drive. I mean, the closest thing would be like maybe a 20 minute like drive to like the beach, mm-hmm. let's say. And I just like the convenience of being in this different kind of area for what what's like offered, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it is just kind of like a grass is greener trade off, really trade off. But yeah. like, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I'm in this weird, sweet spot where it's almost like the ideal limiting of options mm. that I kind of know like what I want to do and I'm not even and I'm like I'm I'm more kind of sure of things there's less, there's this mental thought there's less mental clutter yeah yeah and I mean and in a way it's like they're they're truly there are way less options like there are like just even as far as like businesses I could go to mm-hmm. like the only fucking business that's open is the fucking gas station with a convenience store. There's no like fucking other stores and shit. Like, yeah, you know, I can shop online. That's not really my thing. And so, but it's just like, there's only a few like physical places to even be or like, or buildings call it, you know, there's like camp, my work trailer, and then the village where like I'm working. And then aside from that, like you're just kind of out there and you can always see these like dope mountains and and woods yeah i mean some of the trees have burned unfortunately uh but not all of them mm-hmm. and um and and it's funny it's funny that you mentioned independence because i'm i'm almost finding i like being alone out there more than i like being alone at in the city mm-hmm. and it's really weird like it gives you more mental clarity and space and capacity to kind of just yeah. like it's less noise. There's less yes. like bullshit kind of like almost like shit that makes you like hypersensitive a little bit. Yeah. It's not like sirens and cars and traffic yeah. and buildings and all this. Stimulus. Cu- yeah. There's a lot all of stimulation. that stimulus. Yeah. And so, and like, and so that, that makes me, I mean, I really do kind of reflect weekly, like even in a sense, like when I come back to the city of like, what do I like coming back to and what do I miss leaving, you know, working somewhere just that's a little quieter with a lot of natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Now, also right now, um, uh, there isn't the extreme weather mm-hmm. that that often there is. So I'm going to feel much different, you know, when I'm coming home. In July. Let's see, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. where it's going to be, you know, 15 degrees cooler. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm it's... use that mini fridge. Keep that lotion with some fucking aloe vera water in that oh, mini fridge. Cool. Keep your shit moisturized and lotion. cold. Yes. yes, cool lotion helps cool you off, also moisturize you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, yeah, I don't know. And that's where you know it's interesting, right? Because when I when I go when I go back to to work out of town, you know, I'm working ten and a half hour days, but it doesn't really feel like that. Mm. Um, and and I really like my coworkers. Um, I like my role, and, and and I'm kind of in that sweet spot of it's like it's challenging enough, but not overwhelming, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's challenging enough, but I have enough support. Yeah. You know, it's kind of really that sort of Goldilocks kind mm-hmm. of sweet spot, which is really good. That's good. And, um, and then, yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of, 
it, it it's pretty predictable mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, but 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 it's still new enough that it's not like boring. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, and and I mean, and you know what's weird is like what when I'm working out there, there there is like less free time, and so like I I I just I'm looking at screens much less. Like I'm mm-hmm. I don't watch like Netflix mm-hmm. in the evening like I kind of thought I would like I would hear mm-hmm. and then so it, it seems like more precious when I'm just watching it with you and we're kind of like cuddling up yeah. and I'm not looking at social media or the news as much which I think you know contributes somewhat to a bit more of a feeling of well-being mm-hmm. and then so I try to I'm trying to kind of bring those lessons back mm-hmm. where you know some of the automatic behavior patterns that I've kind of learned in town maybe even and and then got maybe worse during the pandemic mm-hmm. it, I'm trying to build in a bit of a a pause and kind of think about it and reflect step before mm-hmm. and and you know like okay what would what would I what would I do if I was in Lytton like you know when there's there's less distractions I don't have like a comfy couch like oh I'd probably be like going outside going for a walk or mm-hmm. Or something like that. But it's different when you're in a place that you're not fully like immersed with, because it's like when you're at home, it's like you know this the city from your like the back of your hand. Yeah. So it's very like you know kind of where everything is. Where there, it's more kind of opening that childhood kind of like camp aspect yeah. of like I'm going for a walk and I'm going yeah. to the woods and I might see some shit. Yeah. Like, no. You know, I mean, I've... I might need some sprays and some. Oh yeah. You know, some things to fucking. I, yeah, I should be dousing myself in tick repellent like pretty much every day now. Yeah, so I think that that's really good, and that's really, like, a good experience for you to have. And, you know, I think one thing, like, we talked about before you, you know, kind of took the job and stuff was, like, oh, like, how do, like, both of us feel about it? Like, yeah. you being away from me, me being away from you. And I was, like, well, you know, there's no time like the present. Like, this is – there's no time in our lives that we're ever going to be this age, this young, this fit, this whatever. So we might as well, like, utilize that right now before, like, other factors come into play that kind of limit us more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so far so good. Cool. A lot of driving. It's like a good, you can get, yeah, be around four hours mm-hmm. driving out there, but yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of getting used to the long drive too. It's a, it's twice a week, so mm-hmm. it's not every day. Also too, you can probably, you know, put on a, you know, you went, you got a couple playlists, a couple cool songs, podcasts, things well, so going, you know. I'm saving. Or saving ones that you really like to like re-listen to that like have like. Well, just know. the new ones. Like mm-hmm. when one of my favorite podcasts comes out, normally I would listen to it that day, but I was just like, no, 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 no. Saving it for the drive. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Cool. You got a slap for the society that we live in? Slap. Um, or for me. I do I have mind. a slap for you or an SOS? Sure. For the new listener, this portion of the podcast is usually when it's like a bit of a venting or a bit of a complaining. A traditional slap is when I would say some shit about my beautiful, wonderful partner in love and podcasting. I would just say something like that she does that's annoying. Um, or I could do an SOS, which is more just like a vent or a complaint about like a larger issue or something separate that's not just related to Georgina. So the original slap is for partner, slap on society is for society. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Just, okay. So this is almost like a hybrid. Okay. So my SOS is the bridal fashion industrial complex. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. sure. So, like, I mean, the military industrial complex is, I mean, 
conventionally this like is like the war machine that just keeps on encouraging conflict and the need for new war technology mm. and money spending to, mm. to prop up these massive like military equipment weaponry companies you mm. know that almost like they start to influence the people like they're manufacturing the need to then supply um and and keep growing and uh, and preying on you know our pervasive sense of consumerism and uh and is designed to separate people from their money so the bridal fashion industrial complex <laughs> i have learned uh -huh. is pretty much like this idea which is which is propped up by a bunch of different you know fashion companies which uh you know are they, like they've created all of these like very specific things that you need you know that just kind of are centered around one day the wedding day so wedding dress i understand i can get behind i'm familiar wedding shoes I guess, you know, ho not, hopefully, hopefully, no, 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 hope, but hope, hopefully, okay, a wedding dress, you're wearing that once. Shoes, I could rewear. Sure, true. Now, but a wedding dress, that could be one of the most expensive garments you'll ever buy, and yet, you wear it one day. Not even like, I mean, not a whole day, certainly, it's more like a few hours. But, 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 I accepted that as, aha, a necessary evil. I did accept that. And I understand. And and I do want you to feel like a beautiful, loved bride on our wedding day. Because that's what you will be. So wedding dress and shoes. Okay, fair enough. Now, reception dress. That's like, that is a stretch. But also, I can see the sense if you're wearing like this giant impractical bridal gown. Um, you, you, you know, you want to be able to kind of move around and have comfort in the reception, but it's just, it just feels like with like, I, I'm going to speak for, for grooms just, mm -hmm. just like right now, you know, I'm not going to speak for all grooms cause that would be ignorant. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm going to speak for grooms that are like maybe within sort of my category, mm -hmm. which are just, you know, guys that want to have a nice wedding. They want their um partners to be happy but but there's just like it's it's almost like being it's it's the frog in the pot phenomenon where just like the temperature is just slowly increased just like by a little bit but in this case the temperature is just like spending money on like bridal kind of fashion items so and 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 you know what and this is our ignorance and thank you so much for your patience and understanding while you're listening to this baby i love you but like it's like okay wedding dress and shoes i get that but it's like oh no 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 no, no. i mean you gotta have the veil and it's like right it's like no oh, no 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 i mean you gotta have jewelry and then you're adding the reception dress and now it's like well then i mean a bridal what what was the last thing the not the robe it's like well i mean i i i have to i have to have a robe for when i'm not in my wedding dress or my ceremony dress like for the daytime during the day and it's just like i just want to meet the genius you know who who's like who's orchestrated this whole like web 
of things. And I bet you, and I bet I you. I promise it's a man. I promise you it's a man. Yeah. And I promise you it was a man back in 17, 18, whatever yeah. the fuck. And I promise you it was a white man. So this is your people problem. And you can't right. come for me and say that, listen, I accept you're getting a bridal dress. No, you want me to stand in front of you naked like I'm on the fucking chopping block, fucking, you know, fucking, I'll, I'll take her for three pennies. Right. Like that doesn't make any okay, sense. Okay, look. So. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I want you to be naked. No, but I mean, I, and, 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 and without and, that was that was your slap. I will yeah. give you that. Fine, but I will say you are your minimalist person. Not minimalist, like to the point where it's like, like, like American Psycho minimalist. I wouldn't say, but like you're a minimalist, minimalist in the way of like you think less is more, and a lot of the times it is. And I'm not saying that we're even doing too much, but I think that a lot of men. And I think because you were involved in the catering industry, which also in terms were you involved in the wedding industry, I think you also have a lot of negative bitterness towards that industry because of the experiences you've had with other couples. And we are not other couples well, well, because I, also I mean, too, I, I, I didn't have a, a lot of bad we're experiences. Not, we're not having a we're not having a bridal party. We're not having any of that. We're not doing like a lot of like the bigger traditional, more headachey things. Like we're very like come as you like, come as colorful as you are, have a good time, have some food. Like we're very like. Almost, I feel like we're almost throwing a house party without okay. the house. Okay. So I understand what you're saying, but the problem I'm having in my mind, mm-hmm. and this is partially society's problem and the way they perpetuate marriage to women, mm-hmm. is that it's my day. I'm going to get whatever the fuck I want. Right. And me personally, I don't have that mentality because I feel like there are a lot of things I'm like, oh, that's pretty, but that's unnecessary. Or, oh, that's cool, but like, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like maybe a little credit should be due because uh, I could be a fuck lot worse. If right. we were 25 and we were getting married, you would have to go get a fucking personal loan, okay? I would be fucked. I'd I be want, li- I want you to know. I would like for you to know mm-hmm. that if we were 25, I don't think we'd be engaged. I don't know. Maybe maybe you'd be like, listen, that's my wife and I don't care. You don't know. We no, no, didn't no. meet when okay. we were younger. But yeah, yeah, also, true. too, okay. I understand what you're saying. And, and but you, I, think I, I would like to forget, add on. I think you also forget, like, the man part of the wedding, like, the male mm-hmm. part of the wedding is a lot different than the women part True. of the wedding. Like, right. those two parts are totally different. Right. You guys don't get robes and all that shit to get together and drink whiskey and talk about how you're only going to, you know, fucking eat one poem for the rest of your life. You mm-hmm. don't really do that. Whereas for women, it's more like, especially if you have a bridal party, it's like you're getting ready together and you're doing your makeup together and you're hot. Like, I think there's little things that just are extra right. add on. True. And that's just because I'm a woman. Okay. So, I mean, I just, I want to, I want to remind you and our listeners of um, some life advice and something I practice. Never trust anybody who wants to separate you from your money. The one exception I make is that I do trust you, but you know, there's always I've never trust. Okay, what did I tell a friend of the podcast, Sarah, when she was talking about? I think going to some store or whatever. Never trust a person in sales, and she laughed because she's in sales and she gets it. Yes, and that's true. But I'm saying, like, I'm I'm telling you right now that I think you should give a little more credit when it's due because also too, like, I understand people in sales are there to get your money. You don't walk into a bridal shop and not not pay a dime for your appointment right. and don't expect these people fucking in your face okay. for free. They want something out of you. Everyone wants something. Nothing is free. That's totally understandable. When it comes to the bridal game, it's even worse because not only is it one day, it's the bride, it's a big deal. 
there's family involved too. Mm-hmm. So when families get involved, it's, oh, my bride might be thinking, you know, I want to do something minimal and something simple. But then the pressure of the family might be like, yo, you got to do big. You got to show out. You got to show that you come right. from a fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's where like, I think that it's kind of, it's an interesting perspective that you have, but you know what? That's fine. We're gonna have a great wedding. We're gonna work through I'm, it. We're gonna work through it. You're gonna have, every time you're gonna I have a wedding something... dress. You're gonna no. You're gonna have a dress for the ceremony, a dress for the reception. You're going to have a robe for before that. You're going to have bridal lingerie as well. It's all gonna happen. Exactly, and you're just gonna have to get over that. And I love you. And we'll be right back. Okay, I feel like you're definitely very primed up for a slap. Um, I don't know if you want to slap or slap back. I don't, you know, my slap wasn't even for you, so that's fine. And you know what? I already warned you off the podcast about what I said. So I said what I said and remember that. Okay. Okay, my slap is actually for society. It's not for you because you haven't been around enough to really make me feel like I needed a slap, which has been really nice. And I feel like we've been having a great time. But you know what? That will soon change. Yeah. So the tables have turned. My slap is for outside etiquette. And when I say outside etiquette, I mean, everybody knows that things are opening up. And I just, you know, I feel like I complain about this every fucking couple weeks. And I don't want to keep complaining about it because I'm just going to keep continuing going through the circle of becoming a psycho. Mm. So when I say outside etiquette, I mean, instances as people need to be more mindful that other people are around. I don't know what kind of fucking like you could come from. Over here, over there, Northwest Star, you could come from space. I don't care. But you have to be of the understanding that there are other people around you. That being said, my example is Costco. We went to Costco. We're having a good time, whatever. I went earlier in the week by myself. Great time. And we went to Costco, just us, picking up a couple things. And it was, I believe, a Saturday morning. So it was busier. Easter weekend, you know, it's busy. Yes. And um, or was it Saturday? Or I think was it was Friday? Friday. I don't remember. It was, it was whenever. No, it was 100%. It was, it was like Friday. a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Or after something. Jeff and Amanda. Yeah, something like that. So we're there and then we're going through the place. And I mean, it's busy. I understand. Whatever. To the people who leave their cart in the middle okay. of the aisle. I mean. And I'm not talking about the middle of the aisle. Like I'm going down to get laundry soap and I'm just going to park my shit in the middle no. while I grab my thing. I'm talking about. Here is the cheese, fucking refrigerators, all that shit. Here's the meat section with all their coolers here. And the lane is basically like this double, triple wide, quad wide lane where how many carts can get through. And you just park your shit in the middle. And it's like, so am I the asshole if I just push your shit out of the way to get through? Maybe in your eyes. But actually, you're the asshole because you are now leaving your shit in the middle just thinking, oh, whatever. I'm going to go mosey over here. Like, and I just don't understand. You're speaking my language. I've been, I have been a cart mover and like. I'm not a cart mover because also too, I can't take altercations. That's true. I, 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 I'm the angry white guy out there, you know, mixing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll move a cart. Not all the time, not all the time, but I've done it. And then. When when the cart owner is actually close and they see you touching their cart, then it can get a little awkward. But then also, too, it's like you're a fucking fool living your shit yeah. in the middle of the goddamn yeah. road. You're going to park your shit in the middle of the road while you go to fucking Whole Foods? I didn't think so. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's where, again, like, I get it. Everyone has different things on their plate. Everyone has different mental capacities. Some people walk into Costco and they are already on fucking first and whatever fucking East 15th. Like, they could be gone 
completely when they walk inside of them. And to be fair, those people, God bless you, because if you're not paying attention, you will get your ankles knocked the fuck out because, okay. But it just doesn't make any sense to me how people are still so mindless of the fact that other people are around them. So that's my Costco one. So that's a shopping one for you guys out there. And this is not... This does not include baskets. If you have like, if you're in Whole Foods and you leave your basket on the side or whatever, you're gonna grab something. That's totally different. No, if you no, left no. your shit in the middle of the aisle, I'm going to kick that yeah. bitch into the fucking yeah. deli. Yeah, I mean, you should you should accept that your stuff might get moved to the side. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> imagine someone's just stopping your shit in the basket because yeah. yes. you left it in the middle of the aisle. There goes the milk and the fucking eggs and all the shit. Clean up in aisle four. Oh God, <laughs> take this asshole with you you too (laughs) but another part of that is gym etiquette so i've been trying to go back to the gym you know i've been making my way downtown walking fast faces past and i'm homebound okay but it's not that's the natalie imbruglia song no that that is not that's vanessa carlton bitch same shit (laughs) but But it's still that same thing with gym. So I'm at the gym. It's early morning. I'm not trying to fucking fight you at 545 in the morning. Because if you piss me off that early, I am not liable for what happens, actually. Mm. Between, if it's after 630, fine. If it's before 630, I am not liable. I'm not. I'm completely a different person. I might have a split personality that comes in the night and does not actually get out until 630. Oh, yeah. So no. don't you fucking you're, play with me. Your, like, regular brain is not awake. No, I'm yeah. not awake for at least an hour. So if I'm getting up, just heading to the gym, I just head to the gym and I'm mindless. I'm very, like, let me put my shit on my elliptical. Let me just kind of get awake a little bit and then whatever. People who are in the gym... And decided to take up all these spaces with their shit. I'm going to put my water bottle on this bench. I'm going to put my fucking phone over here on this machine. I'm going to fucking put my fucking towel over here. Clean your shit up. I like, mean, I can't it, deal it, with it that. Here's the microphone if you clap. Like well, I, well, when it tells me it's hurt, then I can tell me it's hurt. But I don't like that. I feel like it's just so disrespectful to the other people using the equipment. Like, Okay, I'm so sorry I have to pick your shit up and now you're looking at me sideways yeah. and I have to drop your shit on the floor yeah. and be like, yeah, bitch, what is this? And I don't want to have to do that that early in the morning. No. And it, I'm sorry. And you know what? If any of you ever catch me at the gym, just know, don't say hi to me. Don't say nothing. Just leave me alone. I don't care if we're friends or not. I love you, but I'm not in my right mind when I'm at the gym. Don't talk to me. Leave me fucking be. Even if we are cool, leave me alone. And... I don't think, like, especially, and I mean, I'm not trying to pick on this hoe, but, like, the same woman is constantly doing it at the same time when I go to the gym. And I'm just kind of like, you think this is your apartment building gym? Like, you truly are leaving your headphones over here, your phone on this machine, your water bottle on this shit, as if you're trying to fucking stake out what's yours. And it's just like, there are so many other women in this section. And it's a women's section, too. So it's a smaller section at the gym. There's not a lot of space. And you're just like putting your shit all over the place. And I wasn't the only one, but the other morning I peeped one woman and she's been there a couple of times. She was doing her business. She had all her stuff with her and she peeped that. And I saw the eyes in the, I saw her eyes in the mirror and I was like, you see what I'm fucking talking about? like grouping up like i'm like see i'm not the crazy bitch i don't want to be the only crazy bitch because if i'm the only crazy bitch it's gonna be like oh my god here comes the angry black woman at 5 30 in the morning and it's just like yes 
I am angry because you are a dumb, mindless bitch who just likes to leave your shit all over the place and then look at everybody sideways when they move it out of the way. What, bitch? Do you own this gym? Did we not know? See, here's what I'm thinking. It's it's great that you are going to, you know, hey, gently and politely relocate that person's stuff that's like infringing on this space that everyone's trying to use, but you need like, you need a bit of a crew. So it's not just you, you know, you need Tiffany over in the corner to see you move one thing. And I think that's going to signal, Oh, if Georgina's doing it, maybe I'll do it too. Cause now like she's emboldened, you know, you can be the trailblazer and then she'll be like, okay, no, now, you know what, you know what? No, I saw Georgina move the towel. I'm going to move that bitch's water bottle. And then it becomes a movement, right? Yeah, but also, too, I'm not trying to be the fucking face of the gym movement. Like, I'm not trying to, like, personally, when I go to the gym, I'm just going there to do my thing right. and dip. Like, I'm not trying to even interact with y'all. Like, there's okay. some people where I'm like, what's so, up? What's up? What's good? Like, we see each other most of the time in the morning. So right. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? But it's not like, like, you know, and I'm not trying to gang up on this poor woman either. But it's also just, again outside etiquette you are no. not the only person in this bitch you now are showing how level of selfishness and right. how empty-headed you are because you don't think that a society has other people around it because the world revolves around you at this time in the morning what the fuck <laughs> did you think sorry just like please. there are a certain amount of machines we can only there's only certain things that are available you just because like you decide to do a circuit in here yeah. and like everybody wants the same thing everybody wants to get in do the workout and get out and go to work you exactly. know there should be equality exactly but i was just like you know what that's again my outside etiquette and this is why i stay inside or i stay alone and stay by myself and people are like you know you don't go out no more or do any of that it's like no i don't because none of you motherfuckers know how to act right so i'm not going to upset myself with your presence i'm not doing it that's it okay Cool. All righty, guys. So that's my vent. You know, that's our vent. Mark obviously wants me to be a minimalist bride and get married in a fucking sheer potato sack. And maybe I will just just please him. Okay. But well, I think that's unfair. That's okay. We will come back to that. Anyways. You know, I mean, like my, my my main point is just that, like, you know, I want I want to make sure we have enough in the budget for our wedding, for our honeymoon, for a home. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of big money moves we're making this year. There is, there right. is. And I'm very conscious of that yep. as well. Because, we you know, I took balance. off that $12,000 dress. I didn't want to, but I did. Right. Anyways. Um, so, people, I know we have all, you know, hopefully have our subscriptions on and ready. The show we're going to talk about and we're going to give our thoughts on and maybe even kind of talk predictions and whatever. The Ultimatum on Netflix. So I was actually at home by myself. Mark was at work. Or no, you were out. You were doing something. This is earlier in the week. And I just literally saw the first 10 minutes of that first episode. And the second I saw that crazy blonde. Yes. The second I saw her face, I turned it off and texted you immediately. Yeah. And said, we need to watch this together. Yeah. Because not only are we just going to laugh and have a great time, but we're also going to have some thoughts. And it's going to be one of those shows we pause every five minutes. To talk. Yes. So, I mean, my, yeah. my, my one first thought that you just reminded me of was actually a joke in a comedy album I was recently listening to uh, where the guy... Um, he like lives in LA. And so it's, is it Alexis? The name of the, the blonde Barbie chick. Know. It's like Alexis, Alicia. I think, it's Alexis. I think it's Alexis. And like this, this like tiny joke just, just triggered in my memory 
And the guy was like, I didn't know plastic surgery was an ethnicity. Yes. And that's Alexis's ethnicity. There you go. And you know what? That's a lot of people's ethnicity. Maybe they'll start putting that on the forums on shit now. You know? If you're not, if you can't identify what you are, then identify as plastic. Okay. And then, sorry, follow up. Like, this was a really, really good one-liner. I believe the comedian's name was Nate Craig. Um... And this was like one of the best one-liners I've heard in a long time. The worst part about being a plastic surgeon is no one sees your wins. Right? Like, you know, you just see, you just see like, holy shit, you know, that person looks like they were like attacked by bees, you know, like, you know, this sort of. Oh, no, no, no. Before and afters are very interesting. Some people are yeah. like, holy fuck. Anyways, yeah. but the ultimatum, it's um, Love is Blind, you know, same produ- same production, same yeah. shit, basically. Um, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey have decided to attack single people all around the world by showing how fucking crazy everybody is. And this is not only Love is Blind, this is the ultimatum. So yeah. the premise of the ultimatum is basically there are couples and one person out of that couple has given an ultimatum to the other person. Yeah. Either I want children or you dip or I want to get married or I'm a dip. And I mean, a lot it's of mostly wo- I want to get married or it's we're mostly done. women. I mean, there are one or two men, I think, who gave the ultimatum. One guy was like, I want to have kids or I'm done. And it's yeah. kind of like, yo, son, you're not even married yet. Like, yo, 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 yo. Yeah. And then I think another guy also gave the ultimatum yep. to the girl saying like, yo, I want to get married. You're the love that's, of my life. That's Colby and Madeline. Colby. Why are you named after fucking a dog? Anyways. No shade to Colby. Col- Colby is a person named and a dog name. Ugh, it's a dog name in my mind. Anyways, so the um the premise again is just they've given an ultimatum. But and this is where again I'm kind of like whoever created this show might have like jumped out the window and like maybe done some drugs and came back up with like the part part of the show because this part of the show kind of doesn't make sense to me and I kind of feel like this is just basically pushing people to cheat and then come back and be like yo 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 never mind nah 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 so. The premise is also these couples are going to go on dates, intermingle with each other. So let's just say there's six couples. So there's 12 people. They're going to mingle with all of each other. And then whoever gets along the best, they'll if they say, yo, I got a yeah. vibe with you, you got a vibe with me. Then they go to a dinner or whatever, sit down. And then they're like, yo, I choose you for right. the next six weeks or three weeks no, to live so with it's, it's a week of like people kind of mingling one night they're maybe talking to a couple different people so it's like a week of seeing it's all dating. the other it's people a week of dating yeah and then and then three weeks of like trial marriage with the person that they both match up with and the trial marriage part is where i'm like i don't like that, that. Is, yeah. they shouldn't have said trial marriage they should have said trial relationship, relationship because also to jump somebody to marriage when it's just like you're now with a different person yeah. and Let's let's also talk about one part of the show that we actually talked about quite interestingly was a lot of these couples have not been together for very long. So a lot of them, if you actually think about the timeline of when the show was filmed, these were pandemic relationships. Uh, part, at least partially. At least a, at a least, good chunk of like, them. No, you, I, I'd say you could argue that all of the couples had pandemic relationships for at least six months to a year of the pandemic, yeah. probably, yeah. based on timelines, yeah. which which could actually, well, which is good and bad. Which is good and bad, but it's also too, like... Well, but, but, but then also, most of, like, I swear to God, half these fucking couples haven't lived together yet. They're fucking batshit crazy. Okay, you so know, we're going to get... Like, let's, 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 let's get to the premise first and kind of lay it out I mean, for no, people. No, people. And then we'll get, get to, we'll get to our thoughts. So, anyway. All right. So... 
of the show, we have a couple different couples. I mean, I you know, there are a couple black couples. There's one yep. kind of blackish couple. There's 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 a couple black couples. There's like the mixed. Yeah. There's yeah. the mixed couple. Yeah. And then and then there's you know a handful of white couples. Yeah. When we say mixed, we mean like one dude's like a th- a quarter black, yeah. three quarters white. Biracy. A biracy couple. Biracial. Biracial couple. Um, so there's a, and I mean, so basically the way, I mean, I, we all are fine. We understand how the show works now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So thoughts. My initial first fucking reaction was every single person on this show, other than one guy who was 30. Yeah. Every, and he, and we'll get to him because he actually shot himself in the foot yeah. and backpedaled his ass. But Everybody in that show is too young to even be giving ultimatums. Yeah, absolutely. Half of them don't look like they can spell ultimatum. No fucking fence. But it's just mm-hmm. like, you, like, none of them, some of them are like, one, one of them was like 22. Yeah, legit, like 23 year olds. 23, I want to have my kids that I want to be, yeah. I want to be a mom and I want to be married. And yeah. that's where my thought was, number one, all these fuckers are too young. Go suck some other dicks and then talk about commitment. Yeah. Number two, your ideas of marriage and children and raising children is some fucking like media sculpted crazy yeah. bullshit. That is not how true marriage works. That's not yeah. how real life works. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, they they, they think life is like just going to be. They think it's going to be a Norman Rockwell painting. Oh, I mean, they not. all think it's just going to be like whatever they see on whatever reality TV show or whatever Instagram fucking TikTok. And, and it's just like that's not real life. You really think at twenty three you're going to get married and then you're going to have a great life and then you're going to have babies and you're going to have all these things and, and it's just also like, they, do you they act- think that like. You can't even handle an argument with your partner. You want to get married? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the ones that haven't lived together yet. Oh, they're fine. That's crazy. Um, the ones that are like that are literally like just out of college. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're almost they're acting like people would act like in the fifties, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, and. They're not mature enough. I just don't think they're mature enough. None of there, there's one couple that has been together six years. You know what? If you're a woman and it's been six years, actually, no way, no, no. The six year couple, the guy gave the ultimatum. Yes. Here's the other thing: is this ultimatum shit in most cases is actually backfiring on, on the everybody. person on the person on, on the people giving everybody. the ultimatums. This is legitimately backfiring on almost all of them. Oh yeah. And. And, and, and again, like, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, look, th- this is a show that has been casted, you know, they were, so they, had they, to pick they, the they, of yeah, the they did. Well, no, no. I mean, they, they had to pick, obviously they had to pick a good handful of crazies and then, and so then we would like get hooked and, and react with shock and awe like we are right now. But mm-hmm. like. It's just like these people are so checked out of reality and and it almost and the thing is is like you know I it's wrong to think that every that even a lot of people think this way cuz I don't think they do like mm. not not when you're from like these are you know these are like modern young people they're not like Amish like this is some shit that like fucking like Amish kids would think you know so, what I mean? Like, it's almost like this weird ultra conservative shit. But, like, these are, like, dumb, like, Tinder generation, you know, fucking get drunk and party kids. Like, I don't get it. So, I'll say that I've... So, let's go through the couples really quick. Just kind of personalities and stuff. So, Ray and Zay. So, we got, you know, 
um, young black love, yeah. uh, you know, young Ray, black couple, mid, early mid twenties, early mid twenties for sure. Ray is the guy. Ray is sorry. Ray is the Ray is the woman. So Ray is yeah. the woman yeah. who basically couldn't answer why she loved her man yeah. on camera. Yeah. You're a crazy bitch. Get off the stage. I mean, she. What are you doing? She has intimacy. Issues. She has intimacy issues, and he full on told her like, yeah. "Yo, I don't know you like that. You don't open up to me. You're cold yeah. as a rock. Like, the fuck is this?" And we actually equally discovered she uses sex to keep him. Definitely. Well, no, she uses sex to like manipulate and distract. Exactly. Zay is um, the guy. Yeah. He, you know. he's. I think he's nice and I think he's a little immature and he yes. knows it. Yes. And he knows it though. Yes. And he, that's, that's yeah. why I like him. And I can appreciate the fact that he's a little immature and he's a little bit kind of like, he has a very like, you could tell like very like kind of like flirty kind yeah. of like jokey side to him but you can tell like he's immature he understands that he's almost like a level-headed fuck boy now that is i mean and that's... they do exist but they're very rare and far in between but yeah. yes he could be a level-headed fuck boy he could be but also too he might not be a fuck boy at all true he she might be interpreting oh yeah. this man is so fine yeah. i can't believe he's with me i have all these insecurities okay i'm gonna use sex to dev basically devoid like basically not talk about my feelings in the relationship mm. and that's how i'm gonna keep him yeah. because aesthetically yeah that's how this is and you know what she's and it's and so Daddy. Something that's come up that we talked about, which I think is like is worth mentioning, is in a lot of cases, one partner has pigeonholed the other and and just thinks, oh, my partner is never the one to to like open up mm -hmm. and and be vulnerable. But it's just like, no, 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 no. That was actually just with you. Cause now this mm -hmm. person who thinks that they're watching mm -hmm. that person they've been with for two years actually act, act differently with that other person who's yeah. like giving them the space, yeah. you know, and the and 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 the kind of and the freedom yeah. to almost do a bit bit of a do-over. Totally. So that was Ray and Zay, you know, God bless them. Like, she's real cute. And I think she, honestly, one thing I could see in her that I could also see, like, in my younger self was we, that. Like, we, were, we do not have time to go over every couple. I know, but we're going to be quick. It's We got time. It's Sunday. Who are you pressing? This <laughs> is going to be a four-hour podcast. Anyway, so one thing I acknowledge in Ray that I think that a lot of young women kind of go through is this whole, like, I don't need no man, even if I have a man, and not realizing you're pushing that person away because of your own, like, issues with your own, how, like, either your own self-esteem issues, your own insecurity issues, or also to your own feelings about how you value yourself and how you think that the world values you. So for her to be very, like, yeah, I love him, but I don't need him, it's like, so why are you on this show then? Like, you're very, like, yeah, like you want to keep him, but you also want him, like, you almost want him to know, like, I don't need you. So how does that work? Yeah, and that's like that that is definitely one of the fucked things about some of these couples. And actually it is just the a couple of women that yeah. are like this, of like it's almost they they care more about more marriage than the person. Yeah. And the idea and, of it. Yeah. And and then actually, no, you know what, to be fair, I think some of the guys have also kind of spoken this way where they they they, they talk about it in such a way that it's it's I need to be married, not I need not you're the one mm -hmm. and I need you in my life forever. Yeah. That is how I feel about you, mm -hmm. BTW, mm -hmm. in spite of the arguing. <laughs> um and and but yeah, like and you know what? I think, you know, it's not always good to be overanalyzing language, but sometimes it is worth kind you of looking it. at their choice of words yeah. where it's just like, 
you know, so, so, so wait a minute, like it, in a sense, like the ultimatum shouldn't be like, like, okay. So like, what, like, what, what if, you know, Hey, there have been times in history where someone's marriage was actually illegal. Yeah. And so they couldn't get married yeah. like from that standpoint. So what if it was, it was, what if it was literally impossible for you two to get married? Would you just dip? No, the point is that you want to be with that person forever yeah. and they're a part of you, mm-hmm. you know, and and like they're they're as essential to your life and happiness as like and food growth. and shelter. And growth. Yeah. 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 You know, that is the only reason why you would marry somebody because marriage is a crazy idea. All, all we can say out of all these people, they're all absolutely bullshit because they all don't understand what marriage even really means. And yeah. they also haven't young. they haven't defined what not all of them. Not True. all no, of no, them, you're right, you're but right, some right. of them, they haven't defined what marriage actually means to them personally. Yeah. They have this skewed idea of what society has inputted into them to what they think marriage should be. Anyways, that's... Well, and, then, and then also, like, whoa, like, most of these kids' parents are probably divorced, honestly, just by the numbers. I would lo- I want to get to the parents, and we're not yeah. even done. We're not ah, even done yet, because true. I would love to see some yeah. parents, because that fucking flags everywhere. Anyway, so... We're not going to go every couple, but we are. Sorry. So well, no, 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 we can go through every couple yeah. over time. No, no, it just no. might not be in this one episode. It might be. Um. So Madeline and Colby. I mean, Madeline. I want to make the distinction because the name Madeline was my mother's name, yes. and that is a treasured name. Yes. And this chick's name is just Madeline. It's Madeline. Yeah. There's no like middle mm-hmm. kind of fucking syllable no, in there. You know, and also it's too, Madeline. And to be fair, like, I mean, not to be like a complete cunt about her name. Okay. But I mean, we don't need to be thrown around the sorry, C word. Sorry. I mean, we say that enough in our private lives. Yes. I don't want to complete I don't want to be a complete C word yes. about her name. But it's not even like Madeline is a French name. So with the way it's actually properly spelled yeah. is like kind of like classic yeah. and pretty. And right. the way her name is spelled is kind of like It's a bullshit white name. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's almost it's in it's, it's trashed it out. It's trashed it out. It's, a little it's bit. in like it's in the Jaden and Caden universe. Woo! No yeah. offense, anybody with a Jaden or Caden running around. I mean, house. and certainly, I don't want to say anything that might provoke Will Smith's anger. We all know how that goes. Relax yourself. Yikes! Yeah, yikes! Yikes! Stay in your lane. Okay, we both agreed we weren't going to go over exactly. the we Will Smith Chris Rock. It's yeah, too it's late. Over. It's done. The moment is passed. Done. Anyway, so Kobe Madeline, they've been together for a while. Um, Kobe definitely looks like the frat kid, like douchey, just like Harvard like, frat, just, just douche. Like he just has such a like, rich douche, uh, rich douche. And to the point where it's like, he might be a great guy and I'm not even going to take that away from him because he yeah. actually might be, but yeah. it's like presentable wise. Yeah. Why were you wearing a cowboy hat? I mean, yeah, he looks like he's just been like groomed. By like, but that's also a good red flag for this poor bitch because she does. They've whoa, been together whoa, 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 for a long time, and yeah. she's like, mm, "Yeah, I don't know." And he's like, "Oh, you know, crying like I can't live without her. I love her." Well, but it's like, no, 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 no. Were you groomed to? Con- are you conditioned to think that marriage and marrying this type of woman and you can mold her into the type of woman that you like? You've been conditioned to think. Are you trying to fucking peg this poor broad into an idea that you've created of a wife when mm-hmm. she is not that at all? Because looking at her. Listen, mama wants to, wants to suck some ethnic dick. She wants to hoe it up a little she bit. She wants That's to suck we'll some say. new dick. Okay. She wants to have a good old time. All right. She's like, listen, I've been with, listen. Well, so he don't, no, 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 no. Okay, no, so no, here, like, I, I'm i going to advocate for Madeline. I know I made fun of her name. Uh, That's in the past. So 
she was with she was with Colby for all of college, so she didn't get her college hoe phase, you she know. Played herself. And uh, well, sure, but but you know, a lot of people in that age, like so, call it like you know, nineteen to mid twenties. That that's you know, for a lot of people, that's the like hoe it up kind of phase. So the wild oats, you know, that that sort but of deal. I mean, that's okay. Well, you probably did that. I hope so. Right. I mean, honestly, I mean, if anything, I should, maybe I should be going out and fucking doing a three week trial, mm-hmm. hoeing up time. Mm-hmm. No, you want to do an ultimatum? Uh, that doesn't work because we're engaged. <laughs> no, there was no ultimatum needed. But also, like, side note, I actually thought, and like, this is all, you know what's, you know, okay. So, how much time between our first date? I, I don't think we have enough time. Yes, we do. And we can keep okay, going. Fine, whatever. How much time between our first date yeah. and me proposing? Three years? Yeah, a little over. Because we, we our first date was in June and proposal was in July. Okay. So, like, call, call it, it three, three years. Okay. Yeah. Call it three years. Yeah. And here we are. Like, we are, like, ridiculing a couple where someone's given ultimatum after two and a half years. So, that's not... A huge stretch for what we did, but we were both on the same page. Yeah. Which is a much, much, much different story. Totally. And then also, again, it's also kind of crazy. Like we both wanted to three... get married eventually. So that was right. never a conversation like, that so we shied in, away from. In the three years, like and and you know what? Like pandemic years did accelerate shit. Pandemic years mm-hmm. is like that adds that's like one point one pandemic year is like one point five one point seven five relationship years. Okay. But I mean, in like in in that span, I mean, because of the pandemic, how, how much life shit has happened that happened in the three years before us got we got engaged? My dad died, you know. I lost my job, you know. A lot of life changes, mm-hmm. right? And so, and you need to like. I think it's good to get kicked around by life a you little bit and tests. be there for each other and see some changes. Yeah. Um and 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 have some skeletons come out of the closet, mm-hmm. you know, and that and still, you know, accept it or work through it and grow from it mm-hmm. and then, you know, when you've got a bit more of a foundation of experiences like that, then you can be a little bit more firm in in you know wanting to be engaged but then also we both like you know we just these kids are too young to have dated maybe enough people they haven't dated enough assholes yeah. and i mean maybe they have maybe that's why some of these women are kind of batty but it's also like are these all like their first loves they almost have to be but right? also too like, even if it is your first love that doesn't mean that like i mean again this is kind of a totally separate thing but like would you really want to put that kind of ultimatum on someone you love that like that? Like, yeah, that you love they don't that get it. Like, they're like, they're using, they I think yeah. they're using love as a, as a, manipula- a manipulation tool to get what they want. And, and I, they're kind I mean, of fucking around using each other, but not really realizing it. And in a way, I just think they need reassurance more than they need marriage. In a way, they need the stability and reassurance. They need we'll be us. right back. Oh, but you know, she's trying to cut back on sugar. We should eat them to save her. Anyways, we're back. So, well, I mean, did you did we you turn on the talk- microphone we when just- I was convincing you that we should eat your mom's Easter eggs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, mom. All right. Anyways, back to uh, the ultimatum. So, yeah, Colby Madeline, you know, God bless them. He's, you know what? She just needs, she wants to explore and he wants to hunker down and basically be like, yeah. listen, I'm from the fucking South and you better get the fuck on that balcony, bitch, and roam around and look like my wife who's in the house. 
and whatever the fuck. That's the vibe I'm getting. God bless them. Anyways. I mean, I think it almost in a way, I'm sure Madeline kind of thought of this because like as we've found out through the magic of Instagram, yeah. it looks like Colby's family's got some money. Yeah. So in her mind, you know, she's probably, she, she was kind of thinking, okay, uh, we, we've, we've been together for six years. I was with him since college. He wants to get married. Do I want to be like a, uh, a well-off Southern housewife? And that's also, and maybe she doesn't. And then that's where, again, where it's like, she probably saw her future before he did. And she was like, fuck this. Well, no, like, she probably just probably, saw it. Like, she's like, oh, Colby wants me to be like no, her, like his mom. But no, no, but not even like his mom, but like, depending on the parties and the situations they've been in, she might've been bringing her around to parties and friends and whatever, and kind of, kind of cooing into like, oh, like. Like, this is the kind of yeah. woman and this is the kind of wife you want. And, like, I'm not that. Like, uh. But you know what? Colby, I want to give him a bit of credit because he does seem like he, he, he's he got some, like, modernness to him. Mm -hmm. So um, he might not be, like, a super, like, you know, Southern conservative, yeah. sexist dude. Like, he, because, no. I mean, you know, like. He might try to almost be, he, he could even be going for like the evolved Southern gentleman mm. where there's a bit more of that equality and openness. We don't know. True. True. Also, I, I mean, in, in our brief break five minutes ago, I'm, I'm like, I'm putting this out in the universe. I'm predicting it. I think Colby is going to eventually like try to get into politics who knows? I mean, he could had, be he could be the president in like twelve years. Maybe. Honestly, I, his last name's Kissinger, and I was like, is he related to Kissinger? Henry Kissinger. Yeah. I mean, no, I think that's a not. different. I think Henry Kissinger's from a different country. Like he's not a. I don't. I don't think Henry he was Kissinger's like American. American I think. Okay, well, we're Anyways, not. We're, we're not. not, we're, not we're not experts on anything. Um, next couple, Alexis and Hunter. Godspeed. So this Godspeed. Is, this is the interesting one. This one, first of all. I'm not going to talk about people's looks because to be fair, out of all of the couples, they're all quite good looking people. No, like, no, no, of none of them are, let's just be fair. None of them are regular. No, no, no. And, and that's a criticism on the show. There's no normies. It's, no. it's basically people that look like models. No stretch marks. We're a stretch mark. I would say yeah, stretch yeah. mark. Yeah. No fatties. No, nothing. No baldies. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, no fucking hair patches missing. None yeah. of that. Anyways. So Alexis and Hunter. Hunter seems normal Good guy. like normal nice level-headed nice guy like he looks like the kind of guy where it's like yo you would be pushing around a stroller on a saturday morning yeah. while your wife sleeps in and you're yeah. being a nice you yeah. know little daddy but baby time whatever like he looks like a nice normal yeah. dude why yeah and this is where again this is my only criticism for him why is he with this leech ass so, okay, so she is yeah. a leech asshole because you went on camera and said that you love this man and you gave him an ultimatum to marry you and also in the same fucking fucking slip a slip of a coin said that he doesn't make enough money to yeah. marry you yeah. so you basically called this motherfucker poor well, and then said i want you to marry me though what kind of life do you want well so she thinks money can buy love in a sense that's kind of the message we're getting he needs to make more and that's why i will respect colby forever when he said that told that bitch nope we're good the second he fucking met her when they yeah. did that whole little dating mingle yeah. and she started talking he was like yikes but thank guys, you no yeah like don't bring that hoe near me yeah. and the worst part is she also put her shit out there in such a crazy way that you misinterpreted the whole conversation we had kobe and then had the nerve to turn around and be like you you didn't actually like that was not the conversation like when did we have that conversation when did we talk it's like oh so you're crazy and yeah. fucked. She, she's i mean alexis has a bit of a personality disorder but you know what the worst part is there is probably 
one and fucking 45 women with the same fucking disorder roaming these streets well no i mean i think modern society and social media it feeds into some of that like sort of crazy bitch shit like in a lot of ways but it also feeds into the fact that like it's it's like and it's interesting she was kind of the only one that was very obviously like that but it's like yo you really are just like wanting to be a hilton like you want just the money yeah. and like the blonde hair and the looking good and like i mean see that's the, the thing fuck. is like, like she you're looks not like like you like in my mind i'm like are <laughs> you you like in my mind as she was talking i'm like are you using this man because this is a nice average looking motherfucker yeah. like are you well no i mean no he's him? not average looking look i'm average looking he's handsome he's a good looking no, guy he's average i say he's average like, i mean he's he not, looks he's not normal above average, he looks normal he looks normal he's like a handsome normal yeah sure okay okay um, I mean, the Alexis is a weird one because I mean, I think there's, there's, uh, what is it? Like there's a superficial vapidness to her. It's too much. Yeah. It's like, and, and like, oh my God, like, can you imagine the conversation between like in the casting office after meeting Alexis, they were just like, she's, she's perfect. She's gold. She's perfect. We're putting her face Like fine. she looks like, she looks like like a stereotype i mean it's, she, it feeds into yeah, the stereotype i mean it, it's like it's like china genetically engineered just like a psycho blonde and she was created and you know what i mean the thing that really sucks for her because like again as a woman like i feel like you know what want what you want don't fucking change your wants and needs and values because of another person compromise and shift them potentially but also to like you might be a great person, but mm. all of this, and maybe it is the editing as well, which yep. shows you. Yes. But maybe it's the editing, but it's like all of this, like even if you were a sweet, amazing person, you have now been pigeonholed into a type of person, yeah. into a stereotype. You've now been pigeonholed into being this type of woman. And that type of woman, like society basically like says like, you it know. It doesn't look fondly. It doesn't look great because it also too, it's like, it puts you in that moment of like, in my mind, as they were talking, and even as she was talking, I'm like, you might have gotten some work done. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I. It looks like it. I mean, yes, it looks like it. But it's also too like, what do you do when you have all the money? What do you do? Yeah. Then what? Then what? Like, what yeah. do you do when you're married? You have all the money. Then what? And also, too, nothing is out comp- nothing is without compromise. So what yeah. makes you think you're not going to find the man in your dreams? He has everything you want aesthetically, whatever. He has all the money in the world. He might treat his dogs better than you. Compromise. So are you ready to understand that there always will be a toss of a coin as to, you know, what happens with that? Like, you you know, there's always the what if. And, like, everyone's ideas, again, about marriage in the show are so skewed that it's just, like, are you just trying to marry to kind of like gain like status, status and like some status. vintage shit? And again, yeah. are these people all from middle America? Cause where is all this shit? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's, it is odd. And I mean, I think something I've, I've said before, which I believe like all, I believe all important, certainly friendships mm. and clearly especially uh i mean romantic love partnerships there has to be trust and respect Mm -hmm. and i i think in most cases with all of these ultimatum couples there isn't both no there's one or the other yet there's one or the other yet and there and there's time to get there and 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 in a couple of cases these guys who have gotten the ultimatum from the chicks all they're saying is like, hey, I'm not let's ready. not let's not rush it here. Exactly. Let's and give it a year or two. And that's also too where again it's like, 
if you love and respect somebody and that is their boundary, why are you pushing them with that yeah. shit? Like that to me it's is a like, level of disrespect where it's like, right. if somebody says, listen, I love you, but I'm not ready to marry you because I'm not ready for what I consider marriage in my head yeah. versus what you consider. If you guys aren't even on the same page with that, why the fuck are you trying to push this shit? And you know what? Zay, Zay, bless Bless Zay. He said, maybe we should go to couples counseling, yeah, right? Yeah, he was That's, the only one. He's a pretty conscientious, yeah. you know, young dude. Yeah, he might be all right. Shanique and Randall. I don't really remember too much about either oh. one of them. Shanique was very like, I need you to wash the cars, take out the trash, yeah. and I'm going to take care of the kids in the house. She's very set in like 1960s, 50s bullshit. So I'd love to see yeah. how she was raised because she might have also come from a household where you might have been either the only girl or even if you weren't the only girl, you were raised in a very traditional manner of like, you are now a woman. There are certain things women do not do in this, you know, in whatever marriage or whatever. Like they might cut, she might actually come from like some type of debutante. Well, yeah, like sort of conservative. Conservative, yeah. you know, whatever. And then Randall, the only vibe I got from Randall, he was just kind of like, Pretty I don't know. Nice, cool guy. He just seemed like nice, cool. And to be fair, like, I understood where he was coming from, especially I love the facial expressions because it was a lot of like, like, like he would be talking and she would just start crying and he'd be like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? Yeah. And you know what? They're like, they're, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of immaturity. There's a lot of immaturity and there's a lot of like, you are thinking this person is going to walk out and leave you and they're sitting right here just telling you how they feel. Yeah. So you can interpret what they're feeling as having a conversation. You're internalizing it as there's something wrong with you. They're going to yeah. leave you. You're not right. actually listening. Yeah. Like that's so fucked. But anyways... God bless them. Nathan and Lauren. Now, they are the older couple. Nate oh, yeah. is 30. Nate Lauren. Lauren is 29. Right. Lauren, her deal was, and this is very interesting because you know what? If you keep watching it, let's. Nate was very like, listen, I work. I want a family. I want a home. I want children. You know, that's the time I'm on. Lauren was like, you know what? I love you. I, you know, have, I, you know, have a lot of respect for you, but like, I don't think I, I don't know if I want children. I don't think I want children. Yeah. And she basically said, I don't want kids. She basically said she Shanae. doesn't want kids. kids and that Shanae. was, that was the linchpin yeah. of the ultimatum. That was basically, ultimatum. that was his ultimatum to her. It was like, basically after this experiment, if you don't feel like you want to have children, then we're not going to do this. I'm just like, so you're skipping over marriage to children. That's really interesting in your guys' part. Because, again, you're a little bit older. So yep. it's also interesting how you didn't really understand, like, hey, like, raising children is a huge, like, talk about marriage is one thing. Raising children is a whole other field over there. Like, you guys are talking like, <clears throat> like, like, like you're buying, like you're getting a dog together, like you're buying a bag, like you like you don't talk, like you don't under, like it's almost like the understanding is like I want to raise children, I want children. It's like you guys, they're not accessories, they're not purses, they're well, fucking people. No, 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 I mean, I I don't necessarily know that that, that that's his attitude. I think I, he's, in general, I mean, everyone's kind of the way they talk right, about having children, right? Like very like this is my bag. Well, I mean, yeah, but but like to be fair, so we talk about having children, yeah, and and. I mean, and like you don't really know what that means until until it until it happens. Yeah. So I mean, that's so. I, are we that much different? I think we're different in the sense of that, like we know we want children, but I think we also too are both like very. We're always on the same page almost all the time when yeah. it comes to like conversations True. about like marriage and like having children, raising children, mm -hmm. like what kind of life we want. So that's mm -hmm. very different from these people. Yeah, I mean, we kind of like yeah, we we're a little bit more collaborative. Um. So for Lauren, it was really interesting because. 
she was very adamant on saying, I don't want children. But when they switched up and did their dating with everybody, she started opening up to Colby, Colby. and sounded like she wanted See, to have his baby. And, you, and, and, you know, you know, I, and it, so far the two, the people, like the people, mostly the people that stick out in the show are the psychos, yeah. but then also Colby is sticking out. Like he's a bit of a smooth criminal. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, he can, he's he's pretty charming. Like yeah. he's he's really kind of charming. Most of the people there. Yeah. Like he's he's got that skill to him. Yeah. Game recognizes game. Okay. Okay. But he got. But he did. But no, no, because you can know he knows how to talk to people. Yeah. Um. And what he was talking with, what's her name? Lauren. Nate and Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Tattoos. Yes, I recall. Um. You know she and 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 again that's that's where. It may be shifted with Lauren doesn't want kids to, oh, is it Lauren doesn't feel like she wants kids with Nate? Mm-hmm. And, and and much like I've talked about in the past, I, I've i never felt like I, I never imagined my future like being a dad and having kids like like that was like exactly what I want and my target and my dream. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen until I met the person that I wanted that with, mm-hmm. right? Which is you, which is why we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, fingers crossed, have a family. So, so, and 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 so, to show that she just isn't right with the right person because yeah. again, she was very adamant with Nate, like I don't want children. Yeah. When really she was talking to Colby, and it was like, yo, 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 your wheels are turning. So now you almost have to understand that. Maybe you're with the person that you don't see yourself having children with. And if you or, were with somebody else, you would be more open to that. Because like she said to Colby during that whole dating thing, she kept mentioning how Nate works a lot. Yeah. So her fear, which she hasn't actually yeah. verbalized, is basically, I'm not going to have your fucking babies and have you fucking running around here working all the time and yeah. leaving me. Right. Well, and, and then also, and then but then also something that I picked up on that she said, she was like, Nate would just bring it up and press me so hard about it mm-hmm. that it almost Turns that you off. she almost she almost rebelled, yep. which is what you do when I am fucking pressing you about some shit. Okay, for the listener, Georgina has officially stolen Easter chocolate from the little bags meant for her family. For the listener, Mark's a snitch. Yeah, Anyways. I am a snitch. So you know what? But you know what? That's something where, again, I recognize that, where it's like, if you keep pushing me to do something, I'm going to do the goddamn opposite. Yeah. Let me do it on my own time, yeah. and I'll actually do and, it. And Colby and Colby gave her the space to talk about it. Exactly. You know, he where asked, Nate's just he like, asked I want questions. kids, I want kids. And Nate's yeah. just pressing her about kids when it's just like, you're not even pressing, like, it's almost like, you just want a baby mama or do you want a marriage? And that's where, again, it's like, you're pressing her to have children. You're not pressing her to be with her. You're not pressing her to be like, you're the one for me. I absolutely love you. I want to be, I want to spend all my fucking days with you. I can't wait to wash your wrinkly back when we're 60. Like none of that. You are pressing her solely about her ovaries. Um, Once he saw that Colby and Lauren, Mm -hmm. there was a bit of a spark. Nate panics, gets down on whoa, one whoa, whoa, knee. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, look. No, let's finish the It's couple. too late. No, 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 we'll go through that. But let's 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 at least get the couples going. We're we're almost <sighs> done. One more. The last one. April and Jay. Now let me tell you something. Problems. Let me tell you something. Any woman, I'm sorry. And I might be a real bitch for She's saying. She's got a crazy eye on her. Any woman named April. Sorry, hon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've known, I've known an okay April. I've known too many Aprils that are nice sideways. April. Way too many Aprils that are sideways. Right. So, sorry, you know, just okay. saying. Um, April and Jake. So, Jake is 
biracial. Yeah. Um, you know, he's veteran. Light eyes daddy, you know, um, light skinned daddy. Um you had your egg. Um, and April looks like I mean, from what I could see when she was fucking standing on his back, I was like, Your mama must be tired or something. Cause like the way she was fucking climbing on his back and shit, I was like, Okay. We got oh, a yeah, time yeah. masseuse mommy and a white politician daddy. Is that how we doing? Okay. Ooh, yeah. customer daddy. You know what? That's a racist microaggression. I don't care, man. Um, if it comes out with parent episode, that'd be interesting. Because you know her daddy's white and her mom is fucking Asian. 100%. You can see it. Uh, I mean, she could have an Asian dad and a white mom. You know what? That might explain her crazy. No, I mean no. I mean that's. I mean that's that, no. That's an unfair like you know generalization that you're going to be crazy if your dad's Asian and your mom's white. That doesn't make oh, any no, no, sense no, no. at all. Biracial. Bi- uh, us in the black community, we have our jokes about the biracials. You can always tell which one had the white mama. Interesting. Okay. Always. I mean, I don't make assumptions based on race. Yes, uh, you do. <laughs> well, we all do. Um, yeah, April's, April's, yeah. April you said know. you bought me a car, so where is my, f- she said yeah. you bought me an SUV, so I want children to put in the back. You know. What, bitch? Yeah, put luggage in the back. That's a little, that is a little crazy. She's definitely got some kind of weird issues, and she, and, and you know what's interesting is like, because Jake stood up to her, mm-hmm. which was one of the best parts of, of the first couple episodes yep. was Jake standing up for his own like, you're fucking mean to me. I don't like this. Mm. You shouldn't be like this. Yeah. You should be nicer to me. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I hope that whether it's guys or gals or anyone in between, it's- I hope I hope they see Jake do that on the show yeah. and, and, and learn a bit of a lesson yeah. and be like, hey, it's okay to stand up for yourself yeah. because you do, you know. And also, too, it's not even, I think the way, like, I think if we think about it, not standing up for yourself, but I think it's about expressing yourself. You're in a relationship. You're with somebody. You love them. Why can't you feel comfortable to explain or express yourself in the way where you made me sad? You didn't yeah. make me feel good. You want to push marriage and you can't even talk about your feelings yeah. together? Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. So that, again, it's just like with their relationship with the dynamic, you can tell that she, like, from what I could see, she was very just like, yep, I want kids. I want this. I want that. And he's demanding. just like, very, so demanding. And then it's just like, here's this guy. He kind of seems a little quiet, a little bit more chill. And that's where the dynamics you can kind of see like opposites yeah. do attract, but they don't also, they don't also attract and stay together like magnets. Like they can yeah. attract in a sexual way, an emotional way, a mental way, but other like parts that really, way. or, you know, the other parts that really need to fuse together to really make it work aren't connecting yeah. and seeing that way that even he said like, yeah, I was in the army and like, I just got out yeah. and here she is just pressing him for all this shit. Yeah. It's like, Send him to fucking therapy, man. He might have PTSD. He might have shit he needs to talk about. And you aren't even giving him the room to breathe and talk about that because he doesn't feel comfortable enough to do that with you until we see him blow the fuck up. True. Okay, look, like, not all veterans have PTSD. No, but he, but he also might I mean, just, just need he to needs, like he needs to, he needs to breathe a little bit. No, but not you know, even he breathe. needs to have he a little needs, bit of freedom. But he, he needs also, to have like, normal life for a Anybody in the army, bit. like you have, like you're being trained to have a different mentality and have a different mindset. Okay, all right. so I think also too, like that is a really big thing for her to understand, like. You're putting all these demands on him, and he's also used to demands at work. So you also have to understand that maybe that kind of combination isn't going to yeah. work for him. So maybe being a little bit easier on him, like, look, yeah. like, you know, you were in the army, you did your thing, you want to go into, you know, aquatic engineering or whatever the fuck he was talking about. Let him fucking have his dream for a second, yeah. like you have yours. But the difference between him and his dream, he's not pressing his dream on you. No. 
No, he's not. And that's where, again, a lot of these women and a lot of these men, you can see in the dynamics of there's going to be one that is pressing their dream or what they want yeah. on the other person so much that you're going to actually lose the ability to even have that dream because the person's going to walk. Yeah. They need to have those shared ideals, values, dreams. And also shared boundaries, for Christ's yeah. sake. Like, if somebody's like, yo, like, I, like, like he says, so for example, throughout the, I think we're in, I don't know, episode six or seven, but as you go Oh my God, the- I don't think we're that far. I think we're in episode, like, three. It takes us, like, two and a half hours to get through one 40-minute episode because we keep on pausing and I know, talking. because this is good, this is good TV for the mindless. Ha-ha. Yeah. But it's also just, like, as we could see throughout the episodes, like, you would see- the people going dating and mingling and whatever. And then you'd see some of the men, some of the women be like, oh, like make faces like, yo, who the fuck's she laughing at? Yo, who the fuck's he talking to? Like those kind of things. And it's just like, like it's almost that level of possessiveness that people don't want to talk about. Mm. You are now looking at your partner as a possession. You're not looking at them as an individual who can have their own individual interpretations of situation. You're looking at them having a conversation with with another woman or another man, and you're automatically pissed because you feel a type of way. Why can't that be just like a platonic fucking yeah. like we're cool and let we're him having, have a laugh. Let him have a laugh. We're all on TV acting a fool. Ha ha yeah. ha. Like yeah. why don't like like and that's where again the insecurities creep out of like yeah. I can't have you like being around this other person without me feeling a type of way and it's just like you're are, like all of these it's all of these relationships what I could get from it was they're all insecure about the, each other yeah. in the relationships. They're all scared about one or the other person leaving and as we saw with the um, the choosing or whatever, when you go and choose your three-week partner yeah. to go and experience marriage, which is fucking stupid, but whatever. I think that uh, that part of the show was so interesting because it was like, you have everybody's knee across the table. And this is where, again, I told you it was going to be like musical chairs. Someone's going to end up at the end when the music stops and yeah. there ain't going to be nobody for them to pick. So it was basically fucking musical chairs. So Madeline, the whole time she was like, listen, I want Randall's dick. Madeline. Madeline. Maddie. I'm going to call her Maddie. Maddie said, you know what? I want Randall. That's what's up. I got the vibe. I got the energy. What's good? Randall was very similar. He was yeah. like, you know what? I like Maddie's energy. Yeah. I like her vibe. They she's paired not, up. She's not pressing me. We're both very chill individuals. So they paired up. Nate, who did Nate originally choose? April? No. Yes. No, no. he didn't. No. So sorry, I'm gonna go. Yes. Through, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go through. The, no. Nate wanted April. April wanted someone else. No, no, no. I th- I'm gonna go through the couples as they paired off. So Madeline and Randall, they both loved each other. Well, not loved each other, but they both liked each other. So they. Let's paired try off. this out. Yeah. Shanique and Zay. Shanique and Zay really liked each right. other, so they paired off. Yeah. And then. Nathan, or sorry, not Nathan. Um, Brad? No, Hunter. No, no, no. Hunter. No, Alexis stood up and was like, "This is bullshit." Blah blah blah. Like I, because basically Alexis knew she was gonna be at the end of those musical yeah. chairs and not a soul yeah. in sight. Alexis, Alexis she snapped. kind of so she yeah she started the chain reaction. She started the chain reaction because she snapped and was like, "Blah blah blah." You know, people should be in this for blah blah. blah. Like I want blah blah, blah. because she realized all these dudes were like yeah. not fucking with yeah. her. So she was like, "Oh no, I have to go back to Hunter." Yeah. Basically, a, it is a lot of insecure. It's a lot, a lot of insecurity. Insecure so then. You know, Hunter stood up and was like, yo, I love Alexis. I'm going to marry her. Okay, son. Sure. So they're yeah, out. So Alexis and Hunter gone. So they're gone. Ray and Zonique, J- Shanique, whatever her name is, they're together. They're gone. Madeline, Kendall, they p- Madeline and Kendall. Madeline and Randall, they picked each other. They're good. So now we have Jake and Nathan, 
Lauren, April, and oh, no, 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 have... no, 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 you're wrong. It was, wasn't it? No, it was Jake and Ray. Jake originally, just because Ray originally picked Jake, no yeah, problem, and yeah. Jake picked Ray as right. well, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, them two are crossed off. So, April... Randall and Shanique all each. See, yeah. the funny thing is, the couples that found another person, they almost seem to kind of like have relaxed a little bit because they yeah. know they're not at the end of the line of being yeah. like, fuck, I'm alone. Yeah. So, Ray and Zay are fine. Madeline picks Randall, so she was fine. Alexis and Hunter are out. Um, Shanique picked Jake. Sorry, Shanique picked Zay, so that's fine. Jake picked Ray, Ray, so that's fine. So now all we have left is Lauren, Nathan, April, and Colby. So Colby, so after the whole proposal and Alex, sorry, spoiler, but Alexis and Hunter, Hunter said, you know, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. That created a whole air in the room. Yeah. Wait a minute. The rules have changed. The rules have changed. And also, too. First of all, if I was a producer, I would have fucking choked out Hunter. Mm. How dare you propose on a show Maybe. where everyone's desperate to get married? Yeah. You're changing the air in the Maybe. room. So, I mean, now people are going to act the fuck up. I told you to fucking sit still. So I wonder if that actually violates any of the contracts. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Because. Okay. We just, let's keep going let's here. Keep going. So, so Colby was. Col- who did Colby want? Colby originally picked. Lauren. Right. But then, and then Lauren got zapped because Nathan. Nathan was... stood up in the middle and was like, yeah. nah, 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 Because Nathan panicked because Nathan, and this is the part where you have to watch the show, Nathan got a little played because yeah. Nate picked Shanique, but Shanique did not pick him. Yeah. Shanique picked Zay. Right. So then that and put Nathan in a yeah. fucking spot. Yeah. And then Nathan. Nathan knew that his gal was going to be going with the most charming dude in that show, yeah. Colby. And he was like, nah, my girl's going to get fucked by Colby yeah. if they're going to be together. So he made the panic decision and proposed to Lauren and was like, I don't care if we don't have kids. I just need us to be together forever. Terrible, terrible, terrible proposal. First of all, like these Paul people, girl's eyes were dead when he proposed. Yeah. She said yes because she was they were overwhelmed. On she was overwhelmed. She was put on the spot. In April, although she's like not so, she called it out and was like, "Yo, you saw this chick? Like this was not the thing." Yeah, and, and he, then, she called it fake, which it was. Yeah. And like, but the people, like all of the people who ended up not pairing up with who they wanted and were like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to be alone or just stuck with a dud. They all freaked out and made desperation plays. Yes. And so when Nate basically proposed to Lauren and was like, yo, I don't care about kids. I just want you. That Hunter and Alexis put a whole error in the room. So that's where where everyone got heated because at the end of the day, you have a room full of people where half of them are eyeing to get married they want marriage like anything they would sell their nut if they could if they wanted to get married so he put an air in the room of like this could be a thing so nathan automatically proposed to lauren she accepted like a fool because she didn't even look like she like he was talking to her and she's yeah. just like she couldn't even think about it no she like she looked like she was already kind of just, kinda uh, just yeah. like yo i'm over this like i kind of want to go home like she wasn't like, even that, like... That, like that's like women who are on the jumbotron and get proposed to 100%. at like a big sports game 100%. You're put on the spot so then and then so that happened so that canceled out now colby is left and april is left yeah because jake had already picked ray and Ray had already picked Jay. Yeah. So April freaks the fuck out. And she's just like, I want to marry you. I'm going to have your children. Da, 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 da. I'm here for this yeah. for real. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I'm like, you guys are all on reality TV. None of this is real. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Are you fucking stupid? Like, actually, like, like number one, but also two, 
This was after Jake told her about herself and was like, you don't treat me right. Yeah. I can't talk to you about yeah. shit. I've opened up to other people and I want to see how this experiment goes, even yeah. though I didn't want to be on this fucking show. Yeah. Again, so he the ultimatum backfired, backfired on, on her. So then she was just like, you know what? This is all bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Got up, walked away. But funny enough, she's going to end up being with Colby yeah. because they're the two sheep left. Yeah. They're they're making an interesting alliance. But also, too, Colby is kind of smooth and chill. Yeah. April's a little high wire. Yeah. I don't think they're going to work either way. Out. But I can see Jake and Ray being either oh, great totally. or a fucking disaster because either it's going to be a similar situation where Ray isn't opening up about in, like it, like she's basically mm. using intimacy and using sex to kind of control the situation, yeah. and he wants someone that he can like just talk to and like yeah. be around and not have that pressure of like certain things. So I can see that being a disaster. And then Ray and fucking Zay and Shanique. First of all, Ray don't want to get married. Ray don't want to get married. He is very much, he's giving me Chris Brown Wait, no, no, vibes. Zay, it's Zay. Zay, sorry, Zay. Zay. The guy. Zay is giving me Chris Brown. I'm funny. I'm flirty. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to put the tip in and leave. He's not giving me, I want to get married vibes. Shanique is right. like, I want you to mow the lawn, wash the car, take out the trash, all this shit right. that I consider manly in my mind. And well, I'm but maybe, maybe some of the, maybe some of the women that are giving the ultimatum, if they rediscover the fun of dating, that might make them relax back a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I think is going to happen is I think that these people, some of them have been with, especially because maybe some of them are pandemic relationships. Some people have been together for so long. They need that space to kind of rediscover themselves well, and like not have that pressure. We'll be right back. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are back. Anyway, so that's a little recap of Love is Love is Blind, the ultimatum. The ultimatum. Um, we will continue watching just because it is kind of interesting TV. I mean, one thing I was telling a girlfriend of mine, I was like, you know, Netflix is really coming out with a lot of like basically like single propaganda that's kind of like not single, but kind of like Love is Blind, Love is Blind 2, the ultimatum. Then you have like all these other kind of dating like shows. Romance reality TV. And like some of these shows, like, I mean, like, I don't want to seem like a complete bitch, but it's also like some of these shows really put people in a light of like, are you fucking kidding? Like, are you serious? Right. And I think that's where I think that is this kind of propaganda to kind of make people question dating and kind of coming out of their shell when it comes to coming out of the pandemic and exploring new people. Because again, like it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's kind of being, being under a critical eye, but it's like, it's magnifying these shows more and more and more about people's expectations about relationships and what they think is actually going to happen and how maybe some of their expectations are really just like batty and just not realistic and, Maybe that what they're thinking of is some fairy tale or something that we've been taught as society via books and media and different things to feel like, okay, I'm a wife, I'm a woman, I should be in the kitchen, I should be doing this, and oh, I'm a man, and you know, I want, I want children, and I just, you know, this is how I think things should be, and it's like, okay, but like, can we have the love is blind for like the fucking people married for thirty years who were like, yeah, like mm. we met when the fucking war was going, and mm. I only had a picture of this broad and like you know she had so, nice legs and i said you know what like whatever and actually you know things shifted okay now is there so it was so what's the divorce version almost the inverse version of the ultimatum people deciding whether or not to get divorced 
not people deciding whether or not to get married. So could there be uh, the ultimatum where it's like um, almost a condensed trial separation? Yeah. And then they decide, oh, my God, no, like, I want to work it out. Or, oh, my God, this was so dope being away from you. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a spinoff of yeah, this version. Yeah, that, like, that would really be the innovation. Because this is where people, like, we've seen shows where people are trying to get together. What about yeah. people trying to be apart? Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. 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 interesting interesting no no but yeah no that would be too hard to pull off i mean it might be but it's also too like you have people probably every day who are in relationships who are like you know i've been with this person for 10 years and like yeah i mean a lot of those do, and you know what though like the the version of the ultimatum with couples thinking about getting divorced mm-hmm. it would be oh my god it would be with the people from the original ultimatum who decided to get married who weren't ready so mm. so if anything it's actually and see that's what i'm talking about i want to see the like the follow-up episodes anyway i yeah. think i think we've covered enough of the ultimatum yeah no i think we've we've done a good coverage you know you guys let us know what you think mm-hmm. um cute little envelope and uh for the listener we don't need to tell the listener nothing because they don't need nope. to know everything about us and all our business georgina so you shut your face. was shut just up. opening up. a birthday card yes and i'm from my godparents cliff and jan yes uh, very who are them. very lovely and sweet people great yeah. people and it was just nice to have a little happy belated birthday wish for you yes it was really sweet of them for them to do that yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, we got a lotto ticket. I forgot about that. Yeah, I bet you did. Anyway, smooches, let's go. Okay. You go first. All right. You have great body hair. <laughs> that's terrible. No, no that's good because you know what? I was thinking about it the other night while we were sleeping and we were just like, I think I was just asleep like on your chest. And I was like, you know what? I can feel like as I'm breathing, like I can feel your kind of hair on like my face and whatever. And I was like, this is nice. Like you don't have like an excessive amount of body hair, but you also have body hair where it's like light and soft. It's not like curly and frizzy or coarse. Yeah, like if it was like coarse body hair Brillo where pad. it's like Brillo pad, then it's a problem. But like you have a really nice amount of body hair. Like you have chest hair, which I really like. You, and you have like a good amount. You're not like grooming it or. Oh, I mean, like... I don't have that much chest hair. No, but you have a good amount. It's not like a you don't have like a full on like bush on your chest, True. but it's a good amount. And you know, I think yeah, yeah, I feel like you have a good amount of body hair. It's sexual, but it's not you know <laughs> animal, you know, and it's soft with it, you know, with the strong bits with your muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's the best of both worlds. Interesting. It's yes, nice. I don't have like Greek grandpa level of body hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. I received that. You're welcome. Received. Um, my smooch for you. Mm-hmm. My smooch for you. Like I, I, I sort of, I tipped my hand, uh, by accident earlier. And my smooch for you is that, like, you make me, you make me dream. You mm-hmm. make me dream of our future and, and, and what and what we want and 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 what we have to do to get there and so i just i yes you my switch for you is that like you because of you i have you know wonderful dreams of of the future and us being together okay i jog your imagination yes well that's good that's very sweet that's nice i mean i'm glad i'm glad me too yeah. Good sign. Good sign. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, maybe with a new couple. We'll keep Fuck, that. Uh, we need to find a couple. That's okay. You know, send an email to cheekylovepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I love you guys. Like tomorrow, I, I, if you're a couple, please. For I the love, love of God. you guys so much, and I understand if you want no emails at all, you want no paper trail with us. That's fine. But you know, we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully, with a new couple who can share their experiences on yeah. their type of love that works for them mm-hmm. and. You know their, you know their their thoughts on kind of what dating or relationships yeah. feel like for them. You know, not all couples we're gonna have are gonna be engaged or married or any of that. It right. could be a couple that's been together for years. It could be a couple that began together for a little while. Could be a couple that's engaged. Could be you know it's gonna be a range. Whomever. You know, so we just want to get all perspectives out there and, you know, yeah. showcase different type of love. Because I think that that's what yeah. the world needs to see. All kinds as we of can love see, stories. All kinds of love stories. And, yeah. you know, I think that it's it's nice. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new couple. You know, if you want to be in there again, you can email us or DM us or whatever. You know, we're not active on the socials, but we're there. We're popping up every now and again. We don't need to be in y'all's faces like these ads. But you know where to find us. And... You know what? To that, I say stay cheeky. Stay freaky. Bye. Wait, wait.